0: to you Lord Christ Us all beautiful feet to bring your good news. Amen. Please be seated. The Bible is the book, the scripture, the document upon which the Judeo-Christian faith is founded. It is the core stories of God's amazing blessings to his people. The Bible is full of rich and wonderful stories that have not just powerful stories, but the words themselves rise up in our hearts and rise up in our culture and Go out into the world and see the good news of God everywhere These phrases these common phrases that we have found in that are found in Scripture that come out to us are not just uh, little linguistic trinkets, but they're powerful expressions of our spirituality common expressions like Woe is me. You know the story. It's from Job. It's from Isaiah. It's from Jeremiah. Woe is me. There are other phrases. There are other phrases. A A thorn in the flesh from 2 Corinthians. There's a labor of love. These are spiritual expressions that sustain us in our lives. A labor of love from Thessalonians. There is, of course, another one of my favorites, by the skin of your teeth, <laughs> from Job. By the skin of your teeth. These are all parts of our spirituality and parts of our stories. One that's also my favorite is a twinkling of an eye. Maybe Santa has kind of stolen that one, but it's actually from 1 Corinthians. A twinkling of an eye. It's that little bit of grace in the darkness, a twinkling. So today, today we get the walking on water. And that's a phrase out of this story, this parable. Walking on water that we carry out with us in the world a lot. Oftentimes you hear it when someone's hired for a new job. Well, does he walk on water? You know, or he doesn't walk on water, or can I walk on water, or all the variations of that. But the gesture of walking on water is an interesting interesting and powerful image. And when you ask people about the walking on water story, Mostly they will respond, oh, it's about God walking on the water, or Jesus walking on the water. Really? Let's take a look. Let's go deeper into the story and see. So the story begins with Jesus. They've just fed 5,000 men and some women and children, as you may remember from last week. So they've, they've broken the bread, the miracle of the loaves and fishes, and Jesus then sends the disciples into the boat to go to the other side where they'll finish their mission, where they'll continue their mission. And he goes off to pray. Now right there, I would like to stop and just ask Jesus a lot of questions about that. Why are you sending the disciples off? Why aren't we all praying together? Aren't we in community? I don't understand. I mean, but that's the story. The story is the disciples are told to get in the boat and go to the other side. And Jesus comes along later. It's dark. It's deep into the evening. It's almost morning. It's that third hour, that third quarter of the night. And the wind is strong and there's a storm on the Sea of Galilee. This is not a surprise. The Sea of Galilee has fierce winds. Fierce winds. The winds are so predictable that it's a favorite place for kite surfing nowadays. These winds have, these winds are as constant as the fog across the Golden Gate Bridge. They, they come every day, especially during the summer. Strong, strong winds. So Jesus has sent the disciples out knowing they're going to face strong winds. Okay? So here in the middle of the night, the disciples are hunkered down in the boat. The boat is not as strong as they thought. They're scared. It's at night. They're not sleeping. They're all huddled together. Now, I don't know if any of you have been caught out in the boat in a storm. I have with my uncle and aunt. It's not a pleasant scene. <laughs> you want to blame someone. Why did you bring us out here? You want to blame someone. You're hunkered down. The wind is roaring over you. You just can't wait. to get, Who got us in this first place? And all of a sudden, they see a ghost. They see a figure walking across the water. And now they are so terrified. They see something dead from the past haunting them in this storm, they're scared, the disciples are all scared, Peter stands up, Lord, is, is that you, and Jesus says, don't be afraid, it's me, Lord, if that's you, now here's, here's the kicker of the whole story, and this is where it comes into play, into our spirituality, If this was a screenwriter, the screenwriter would say, this is the plot. The plot is the convince objective. They think it's a ghost, but it should be Jesus. Are they going to, something's going to happen when they discover the truth of the story. So it's a convince objective. Can they be convinced? Because if they are convinced, the story will dramatically change. So Peter asks, is that you? And then the question he asks is very strange. Because if he really just wanted to know, is it Jesus, couldn't he say, what's your mother's maiden name? (laughs) Right? That's the reasonable thing people ask when they want to know who you are. Who is your mother? But he doesn't do that. He doesn't even say, what did we do yesterday? No, he says, command me to come out to you. Interesting. Where did he get that idea? It's a storm. It's a lake. What's he doing? Wants to walk on water. And Jesus says, Come, kind of come on in, the water's fine. And Peter gets out of the boat and walks on the water. And he walks out to Jesus, but sees the wind and it says he begins to slip, begins to sink. He doesn't fall into the ocean, he doesn't get devoured by a big whale and God has to save him out. That's another story. He just begins to sink. Now Peter has not lost his faith. Peter still says, Jesus save me and reaches out his hand and Jesus picks him up. This is not a story of Peter getting drenched, a story of he begins to sink. And he says, Lord, he doesn't lose faith in Jesus, he still reaches out for Jesus. And Jesus says, you know, why why do you have little faith? But Jesus isn't talking about his faith in Jesus. Jesus is saying, Peter, why don't you have faith in yourself? You're You're my friend. You're my beloved. I invited you out. Here's where we belong. Come on. And Peter got out of the boat and walked towards him because that's where he belongs. While the other disciples were huddled and fearful in the boat, Peter walks with Jesus and talks with Jesus calls me I am his own that's the beauty of this story that's where it all changes and that's what we have to hear that Jesus wants to walk with us in the storm that Jesus wants us out there when he knows there's a wind when he knows there's a storm afoot and the spirit of God that might be hovering over there that we're terrified like you mean God wants me to do something mean like God wants me to help create and heal this world yeah, it's that wild wind over the waters, like Genesis, the wind that hovers over creation. We are invited to come to that. And Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is all about inviting us to be full members of the body of Christ and to heal this world. This last week we've had a lot of uh, up and down in our world debt crisis. That ceiling Who's in charge? Congress is arguing. I have a friend who's very concerned about that. This is crazy. Congress was just crazy. They're rearranging decks on the titan- or chairs on the Titanic. Great. Another friend, you know what? Nobody's in charge. Not Congress, not the military. Nobody's in charge. The markets are in charge. Maybe. Not really. Not really, because we are the people, this may be a storm, we may be in a boat, but we are called to walk on the water in these situations. We are called to think of new and creative ways to solve our economic crisis. We we created this thing called the market. We created all those strange financial products that got us here. We created this country. We brought about the democracy. We have the creative power of God with us. To create sustain and heal each other and we need to get out of the boat to do that we need to get out of the boat to walk with Jesus huddling in the storm isn't going to get us what we need or what God wants of us we need to be bold now that's a very big example and it may be there may be smaller examples it may be that just getting out of bed in the morning and going out into the world is your stepping out of the boat Maybe life has hit you down so badly that that alone is a walk with God. Maybe for some of you it's trying to find the right housing for your parents. That is getting out of the boat and daring to find, do the right thing. For this community of Mill Valley, I'm always touched by Joan Landau's uh, witness about her getting help for her daughter, her medical help. Those of you who haven't read that, just go down to Landau's. It's, it's on is that Throckmorton read that what's in the window? She stepped out of the boat and got medical help for her daughter when everyone said that it couldn't be done. Step out of the boat. God's with us. You each have your own storm in your lives. And Jesus is standing out there saying, don't be afraid of the past. Don't be afraid of the ghosts. I'm with you here. I'm with you now. And I'm with you to the end of the ages. Step out of the boat. God is with us. Amen. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at oursaviourmv.org That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.